This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host, Stephen Michael. Now, crank it up. Okay, Grown Up Rock listeners, we got another quick one for you as a bonus episode here. We are going to feature my interview with Alessandro Del Vecchio from Sunstorm. Alessandro Del Vecchio has done a ton of work with Frontiers Music, and we're really just going to talk about this Sunstorm project. Sunstorm is a project that was created by Serafina, the president and A&R director of Frontiers Records. The project was originally designed for Joe Lynn Turner, kind of a melodic hard rock AOR band to build around him as the singer. They put out several records. All the records are pretty consistent with each other in terms of just hard rock and melodic rock. I really knew nothing of this band until Hollywood bought this to my attention, I think last year or the year before, I think they landed on one of his best of the year type things. And I really liked what I heard. So I wanted to dig in and learn more about the band. Well, it turns out this year that they're releasing this new Sunstorm record, but Joe Lynn Turner is no longer a part of the project. And I know a lot of people in the chat rooms were bitching and moaning and like, how can you call it Sunstorm? And all this stuff was going on. But to me, I really didn't care about the band name because it was all about the music. So, okay, Joe Lynn Turner's no longer a part of it. I like Joe Lynn Turner's voice. I like the stuff that he's done. But let me check out this new record and see how I like it. They got Ronnie Romero, who's starting to 
surfaced more and more on different projects. He was part of the Dirty Shirley project, uh, which I didn't love, but I like his voice. He's also part of Rainbow, which is kind of ironic considering Joe Lynn Turner was also in Rainbow at one point in time. But Ronnie really sounds a lot like Ronnie James Dio. So I wasn't sure how that was going to go with Sunstorm. But it works really well. It really stretches Ronnie Romero's voice quite a bit. He's even clean on this ballad that's on the record. So I really think fans of Sunstorm and fans of melodic and hard rock will enjoy this record. I've spent probably the last two weeks with it, and I'm really enjoying it. It may even land on my top 10 for the end of the year. I don't know. We'll see how all that pans out. But I really dig this record. I think it's good. Primarily, it's pretty straight-ahead hard rock, except for maybe one ballad on the record, and just really good stuff. So, check out this Sunstorm record, Afterlife. It was released on March 12th. I hope you enjoy this interview with songwriter, keyboard player for Sunstorm, Alessandro Del Vecchio. Check it out. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. Songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, producer, engineer, member of Edge of Forever, Sunstorm, Hardline, etc., He's worked in some capacity with some of my favorite records from Frontiers. Welcome to the Grown Up Rock Podcast, Alessandro Del Vecchio. You're welcome. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. Uh, we're close to release date for Sunstorm, and it, it's exciting. It's always exciting when you have uh, you know, such a great record and you want the world to hear it. Yep. The new album from Sunstorm is Afterlife, releasing March 12th, which at the time of this recording is technically tomorrow. By the time people hear this, the album will already be out. I encourage you guys to go out there and get it because I've been listening to it on repeat for the last week and a half, two weeks, and it's a fantastic record. Absolutely great. Yeah, thank you. I'm uh, I'm really happy that uh, you know this album became your soundtrack in the last uh, week and a half. We're very happy about the album. I could use the formula going like, oh, we worked very hard, but no, it was a very natural album that we you know we took some time to write. But you know the people involved in this album and band is you know I got the best. I mean, I got the best musicians that you can find in Italy. Nick Mazzucconi, one of the best players alive. Michele Sanna, our new drummer, and obviously, I mean, Simone Mularoni is, you know, one of the most talented uh, songwriters and producers that you can find out there. And we were, you know, super excited to work with Ronnie. We've been friends for years, and here we are. So it's, uh, it's really, it's a great feeling. So let's address the elephant in the room, Sunstorm, a band originally put together for Joe Lynn Turner and now several albums later, Joe's out of the picture. Should we still call it Sunstorm? What's your opinion about that? Because there's a lot of talk in the chat rooms about that. So I would I would only answer with saying, should we call them Journey, Foreigner, um <laughs> Survivor, uh, Deep Purple, you know, obviously, I mean, a uh, founding member 
and the original singer uh, will always be a reference and there's no disrespect in uh, in going on in my opinion and uh, yeah, especially talking about Joe which you know I, I love Joe to my heart I am grateful of everything we've we've been doing together all the albums and the songs we did together and the the shows everything but uh, I mean it didn't give us any feedback on going on so we were like what should we do? Why should we waste such a great moniker, you know, and build everything again from scratch when we can keep the legacy on and uh, and just move on and just push into the future? So in my opinion, yes, we should call it Sunstorm and, and, and it's, it should be about the songs and the music. And that's our point. We knew that we had strong records. That we could call Sunstorm because if you, with a little imagination, if those songs had Jolene singing, it would sound Sunstorm. So, is it about the voice? It is. Is it about the songs? It will always be, you know, the eternal quest. It's a singer. It's or it's the song. Yeah. To me, it's both. But uh, you know, we wanted to move on. You know, and Joe has been, you know, going into bands that had legacy singers anyway. So. Even if it maybe doesn't like to hear that, I mean, he knows how he feels to jump into somebody else's shoes and keep walking. <laughs> Either it's Rainbow, Deep Purple, Momstein, or, you know, anything. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, so, yes, we should call it Sunstorm. <laughs> yeah. So for me personally, I'll give my perspective on it. Sunstorm is a new band to me. And here's why I say that, because I wasn't very aware of this band until literally like last year. I didn't know about the band that much until my co-host bought the band to me and said, hey, this is a great band. Check them out. I think you'll dig them. Joe Lynn Turner's the singer. This was before the new album. This was before Ronnie Romero, all that stuff. And I liked it. But the band is basically new to me, so it's about the music for me. I don't really care who's in the band. It's more because I don't have a history with the band. It's more about the music for me. So I listened to this record with open ears and heard it for what it is. I went back and I listened to some of the earlier records. And for me, it seems like, and this may just be the fact that I'm new to the band, but there's a lot of cohesiveness, meaning that the first album, the second album, isn't that far removed from the new album in terms of what it sounds like to me. I mean, it's melodic hard rock. Yes, there's a different singer. I get that, but I just don't necessarily see that there's that. I mean, it's not like listening to Journey and Slayer. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not two different bands. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And it's, uh, I can understand you get, you know, there's some sort of affection to certain degree to voices, to certain sounds. But, you know, the real reason behind a band that's out there is that the band is functioning music-wise, economic-wise, and lots of other things personally you know you gotta love the character of people so it's never we wouldn't have you know so many great records you know if bands didn't change elements like you know the first one 
to come to my attention is is Survivor. I mean, when they got Jimmy Jamison, they became a different monster. Mm-hmm. They evolved the original concept mm-hmm. into something even more Survivor. And same thing with Rainbow, same thing with uh, lots of other bands. I mean, see Iron Maiden, ACDC. Yeah. I think it's more it's more a problem of, you know, the fans, a little niche of fans than the general public because the general public is just listening to the music. And, you know, we forget that 95% of the people don't even know the name of the bands that they hear on the radio. I mean, like, obviously, I mean, the you know, maybe Journey, they know Journey, they know. But, you know, how many people know that Eye of the Tiger is Survivor? Right. Or, you know, that Burning Heart is, you know, the singer's name is Jimmy Jamison. Yeah. They don't know this. They just love the songs. You know, I, I when I was a kid, I thought that David Cor I I had the, the California Jam videotape. And uh, first version I had only had one song, only had Smoke on the Water at the end of another videotape. And I thought that uh, Ian Gillen was David Coverdale. I was like, oh, wow, Roger Glover can sing. You know, I did. I was a kid. I was probably six, seven years old. And I only knew that Deep Purple had Ian Gillen and Roger Glover. But, you know, to me, it was just Deep Purple. I mean, when you listen with just open ears and open heart, you don't care who's singing. You don't care the name of the band. You just want to love the songs. That's what it's all about. You know, and obviously, Jolene was the trademark voice for Sunstorm, but who was writing the songs? You know, who wrote the songs in the last albums? I mean, people should should also ask about that, mm-hmm. you know? So why not? Yeah. You know? Talking about writing the record, did you write or approach anything differently with this record, knowing that Joan Lynn Turner was not the singer and Ronnie was? No, actually not. I just wanted to write the best songs for Sunstorm. I knew that Ronnie could pull off any song that I could throw at him. So my my only aim was to write the best songs I could. Yeah. And to put up a collection of songs that could sound strong altogether. So I wasn't in any sort worried about who would sing the songs. Because I knew that Ronnie could sing the phone book. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask this. With all the various albums that you've been a part of, when you're writing for an album, do you sit down and list out, I need three up-tempo songs, three ballads, three mid-tempo? How do you approach each project you're working on? Is it a, is your part of writing all music or melody, or do you contribute lyrics to? How does, how does that all work for you? Well, it depends. Uh, like Sunstorm, there's uh, on this new album, there's only one song that I wrote, like music, lyrics, and melody. But then there's six songs that I wrote the melody and lyrics for. One song that I wrote, basically just the lyrics. It depends what the song needs. I always make sure that I have a great ballad on the album, mm-hmm. but sometimes not because, you know, some records like uh, Hardline's Danger Zone doesn't have a ballad, but I make sure that I have the slower, you know, songs, but the easiest to write to me are the ballads because yeah. that's my more natural 
environment, but I make sure that uh, we have the fast stuff. But I'm not like, okay, an album has to have, you know, two up tempos and uh, uh, two ballads and yeah. this and that. If the song is, you know, if we have an acoustic song and it's uh, it's a strong song, I I don't care. I come from uh, from listening to Queen and the Beatles because I mean because the, you know there's no genre, there's no barrier, there's no yeah. there's no a limit on anything. I mean, if a song is a good song, I mean it can all be double kick and uh, fast songs. If they're great, they're great. Yeah, I prefer that. I like to rock. <laughs> well, you know, my my natural thing would be to write Americana. So great stories, very mellow instruments and, and ballads and kind of sad, bluesy lyrics. I mean, so it's easy for me to write a slow song. But, you know, I, I know where my strength is going to be if I write for an album. Yeah. So I make sure that it's rocking, that it's got a good flow, that it's got, you know, that the dynamic of the album is uh, makes it interesting, no matter the speed and the style. Yeah. Sounds like maybe we'll get a uh, folk or country album from Alessandro Del Vecchio at some point. Well, I mean, it's in the works. It's slowly <laughs> in the works. The Bruce Gage from Chicago and Richard Marx, we have acoustic Americana tunes. You know, it's uh, I got to find time, time frame yeah. where I can save lyrics for myself. I'm not into that uh, deeper state of mind to write such a, a you know, like a storyteller yeah. record. That, that, that's a different game, but uh, but we're working on it. So uh, it will happen for yeah. sure. What are the major differences in working with Joe Lynn Turner versus Ronnie Romero? Well, uh, pro you know, Joe Lynn is a great songwriter on his own. Yeah. So the feedback you have from Joe is always into craft. Yeah. And uh, the, the feedback that you have from Ronnie is more into the delivery. So Ronnie, not that Ronnie is not, is not a songwriter, but it doesn't approach songs. He doesn't listen to songs like, ah, we should change that. He right. doesn't, have, doesn't have that attitude yet in the band. Right. He really respected what we wrote and made sure to elevate what we had. While in uh, Jolene's case, it's more like, you know, we make sure that we write and maybe we have to work on little phrases, you know, and uh, he likes to have a heavier hand in the writing compared to Ronnie, but they're both incredible singers. Mm -hmm. And I love Jolene's voice. I mean, to death, I've been raised on his voice. I mean, if you, if you think that uh, my first rainbow song that I ever heard was I Surrender. I mean, and I didn't know that Rainbow had Ronnie James Dio and Graham Bonnet before. I only heard I Surrender, and I was like, oh, that, wow, what's that? And then it was a best of compilation. So, and then came All Night Long, and I was like, oh, that's another singer. And then it's Ronnie James Dio. But the first voice I heard for Rainbow was Jolene. So I, I really uh, know his voice by heart. That's funny you mentioned I Surrender because I recently did an interview with Chez Kane on Frontiers, and she was telling me how one of the first songs that she got into, her dad played I Surrender nonstop on loop. He absolutely loved that song. That was a favorite for her father. Uh, so that's interesting that you happen to mention that particular tune because that's, kind of that's kind of a deep rainbow cut, right? It's not one of the hits. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe in some territories it was, you know, some sort of a hit. But, uh, yeah, it's a deeper cut for sure. It's more of obscure. You know, yeah. if you think of Rainbow, you think about, you know, Man on the Silver Mountain. Yeah. Uh, Long Live Rock and Roll. Yeah, yeah. And Kill King and uh, All Night Long and uh, Since You've Been Gone. So, yeah. Yeah. But I Surrender, I was hooked on that song. Yeah. All right, so the new album is Afterlife by Sunstorm. I'm not going to ask you for a favorite track because you co-wrote a lot of this stuff or wrote this stuff. And so is there a song on the record that you lean towards or that you're particularly proud of with this record? Well, Lost Forever is uh, one of the, I would say, best ballads that I wrote. Uh, Not because I wrote it, but it's, you know, sometimes things align and i think the lyrics and the and the uh, and the melody are special yeah. put together and i think people are going to be so surprised at how clean ronnie romero's voice is on this particular tune yeah i was when i wrote the song i was like oh, i'm looking forward to hearing what it's going to do on that and uh, i knew we, i mean a monster would come back and yeah i mean what a delivery what mm-hmm. a great delivery on that track yeah Another one that I that I really like is the song called Stronger, which actually is my you know favorite from the album because it's another one of those songs where you know the the lyrics are uplifting, hopeful, and kinda in you know somehow in the moment. Yeah. And I wrote the song about you know how can you be strong when. Uh, things get more difficult how can you love a person more when something bad happens how can you be a better person when uh, pain strikes yeah how can you be a better human being when a pandemic is hitting you hard so i wrote it for that i actually when i wrote it i was like ah maybe it's all over so let me write it a little bit more other you know, but we're still here. So I think it's a song that lots of people can relate to. And it talks about, you know, all of us. Yeah. And I like when I'm able to write something that's universal, that's spiritual, that's deep, but it's about all of us. It's not like I am, you know, and it's all about me, me. It's more like an anathema. You're taking out everything and there's always a, you know, a we element, an us element. Yeah. Unity element.
Yeah, so much to love about this record. I have some of my personal favorites. I I think a fan of Sunstorm is going to find something to love about this record. And I think a fan of hard rock, melodic rock, whatever you want to call it, is going to find something to love about this record. I've really spent time with it. I think you guys have done a fantastic job on this record. So job well done. Thanks for spending time. Again, the name of the record is afterlife from the band sunstorm and it is releasing on march 12th which is tomorrow as we record this so by the time you hear this go out and support sunstorm and alessandro del vecchio thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us it's been my pleasure and uh, i really hope we will have but i'm pretty sure we're going to have more occasions to talk even more so Thank you very much for the support. Thank you for liking the album. You know, it means a lot when you hear the voice and see the face of a person while saying that. Because we're so we're so detached right now. And getting an email, getting a message is one thing, but something else is to see the face, see the eyes of a happy person going like, well, you know, I had the record, I got the record 10 days ago and it's been on you know, heavy rotation in my house and, and I love it. Thank you very much for writing that. That, you know, for a songwriter, for a musician, for people that do what I what we do, it means the world. Yeah, and it means the world to us as fans because I think we're all music fans and we just we connect with music. It mends our life, it mends our issues, uh, and it makes everything just a little bit better. Yeah, totally. All right, man. Go do your next interview. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, my friend. And uh, let's keep in touch. Ciao. Ciao. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.